1: Welcome to Laying the Points, brought to you by MyBookie and Roman. My name is Matt Lamarca. You can find me on Twitter, at Matt Lamarca. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Kyle Dvorak, who you can find on Twitter, at Kyle Tweets here. Kyle, what's going on, man?
2: We had a funny funny week last week. Uh, we we both went perfectly even at 2-2-1, two, two, because uh, I think we had three of the same bets, so it's not not surprising we were pretty much the same. Um, fu- I think the funniest was uh, the Bucks managing to get a push on like, a game they had no... like They were getting stomped, and the fact that they ended up pushing is the funniest thing. I'm I- very grateful for Jameis, as of always.
1: Yeah, I mean, that game was the full Jameis experience, right? Like- it's all oh my... Uh,
2: mm,
1: mm, oh, perfect Jameis game. <laughs> A, like, just so many yards, so many touchdowns, so many interceptions. Um, just yeah, the full Jameis. It was perfect. Uh, other than that, we both were on the Giants. That was our win. We were both on New Orleans, which that was probably the best game of the year, just from like a pure football perspective. But we never really had uh, much of a chance of covering that one. I guess after the, uh, the, the Saints took the lead, you know, on their final possession, they did have a chance to go for two to go up by uh, three. Yeah, points. yeah, that's what so I was gonna say. That was. If uh, they hit I that. Was,
2: Yeah, I saw that because for a while it really didn't seem like we had a chance. Then that happened, but uh, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, two 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 and one though, not not that bad, and we're still on pace for a good season uh, as we come down the stretch.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of coming down the stretch, I just want to remind you guys about Rodovis Patreon. Road of his Patreon is rolling into the fantasy playoffs. Sign up to gain exclusive access to the Road of his radio Slack channel where you can ask questions and gain league winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team. Get ready for those uh, league semis that league championship. Become a Road of his radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high quality industry leading programming that once uh once again that is patreon.com slash road of his radio and speaking of exclusives as a loyal podcast listener you can get 10 percent off a road of his nfl pass right now it's available through the podcast homepage page slash podcast get ready for the playoff push and personally the thing that i i believe road of his does better than just about everybody is nfl draft content so if you're in Dynasty Leagues, if you're big into the NFL draft and, you know, you love watching day three and trying to determine who the best sleepers are going to be, Rotoviz is your spot and you need to sign up now to gain access all the way through that process. Uh Once again, rotovizcom slash podcast for a 10% discount. All right, let's start with the Sunday 1 p.m. games. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're favored by three and a half on the road against the Detroit Lions. 47 is the total. Kyle, do you have a feel on this one?
2: Yeah, so for this one, I guess we should probably start with the injuries. Uh, Mike Evans, more significant. I really think it's going to be like a, a very, I don't want to say difficult transition because they have a lot of talent at, at receiver still, but Mike Evans, I think it's underrated just how incredible he's been this year, uh, especially when you look at like uh, like the the positive plays he's generated. He's like game-saving plays. Like we saw, I mean, literally we saw at the beginning of last uh, last week where he, on his only catch... Like that can really swing the outcome of a game and it pairs so well with Jameis. I'm just not sure if they're going to be able to like recover from that uh, to the point where I want to bet on them. Like this season, he is fourth in 20 yard catches, first in 40 yard catches and fifth in first downs. And I think that's uh, kind of an underrated skill that like him, DeAndre Hopkins and a few other players have like the elite receivers is the ability to move the chains and not stall out drives. And among players with 50 receptions or more, he is, I believe he's number one in first down percentage just because so many of his passes, he's catching deeper down the field. So, like, I think the the positive value he gives this team is actually, like, it, it's going to be a loss for them. I, I kind of like the Lions in this spot.
1: Yeah, and it's not just the Evans injury, right? Like, Jameis Winston is going to have a, a broken thumb on his thumb. Yeah, it's a, like
2: a fracture in his thumb, I believe, and I think... If that, like, if that in any way compromises the ability to do what he's done all season, which is just huck it down the field, this could be, like, a very, uh, a very hamstrung offense.
1: Right. I mean, listen, the guy has never been a great decision maker, and he relies on his ability to make throws that other quarterbacks, like, cannot make. So, if that is hindered at all, I think that uh, it's going to have more of an impact for Winston than it would for, like, more of a precision, accuracy type of quarterback. So, I think that that matters. I think the Evans things matters. And I just am not ready to say that Tampa Bay deserves to be favored by this many points over anybody on the road, especially given the injury question. So yeah, for me, this is definitely uh, Detroit is the side in this game. All right, moving on. We have the Philadelphia Eagles. They're favored by five on the road against the Washington Redskins. Uh, The game sits right now at 40 points on the total. This is a big one for Philly. They they pretty much need to win this one to uh to keep their their NFC East hopes alive. So, what are your thoughts here? Can they go into Washington and win this game convincingly?
2: Uh, I, I'd be shocked if they won. Not shocked, because Washington's awful. I would not bet on them winning it convincingly. Uh, like, Philly really luck boxed in being the Giants. And I, as, as we came up to that game, uh, I'm glad you talked me into, I guess, like, I, I had it circled, but you really talked me over the edge on going for the Giants. As we came in that game, like, it, it became very apparent early on. And even before the game, I felt like that was one of the better bets of the week. Uh, and, yeah, they really luck boxed into, like, completely shutting out the Giants in the second half. And then marching down the field in overtime with this depleted receiving core. Uh, Washington's not very good, but I do think they probably like, they've been an efficient rushing team. They have the ability to keep it, uh, close because of how slow they can play and how well they can manage a game. So I'd probably pick Washington here, but I don't have a strong opinion just because when a team has like a a truly league bottom floor of like, man, Dwayne Haskins can just go out there and be truly awful. I don't really want to bet on them, but I'd probably take Washington here.
1: Yeah. I like Washington actually. Uh, a decent amount. Uh, I just don't think that the public has caught on to how bad Philadelphia is yet. I mean, they got a little bit of a glimpse in that Monday night game, but they're they're awful, and they just continue to get depleted by injuries. Like, they're down so many pass catchers. They were playing basically just three tight ends for the entire game last week. Um, and, I mean, they do have good tight ends, but you don't want to be forced into that situation as an offense uh miles sanders i think i'm ready to just say that he's not that good he got outplayed by boston scott uh, on monday night uh you know and he even basically played exclusively in the fourth quarter even after sanders was back um from from his injury that he suffered but i i just i think this spread is really inflating how good philadelphia is like i know it's not a ton of points you look at it you say oh it's only five points but that implies that the eagles are eight points better than the redskins on a neutral field i don't think the, the eagles are eight points better than anybody on a neutral field so i i think washington is is definitely the correct side here washington has been frisky i mean they covered last week pretty easily against green bay now maybe we didn't get the the best green bay performance but you know, when you're a 13-point underdog and you only lose by five, that's a pretty good win. So, uh, you know, we've seen them win some games. I think that this is a huge, huge spot for the Redskins. The Eagles have the Cowboys next week. They're coming off of a Monday night game. Like, th- there's no way we see their best contest, their, like their best uh, game plan here. And their best game plan isn't that good to begin with. So, I definitely like Washington getting the points at home. Next up. Big time NFC North rivalry game. Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are favored by four and a half at home. And we have a 41 point total. So uh, I'm a little bit conflicted here. You know that I love me some Aaron Rodgers as a home favorite. He didn't come through last week, but this is a much more manageable number for him to cover. But at the same time, watching Chicago against Dallas... Uh, you know, maybe Dallas isn't as good as everybody thought, but there was one really encouraging sign in that game, and that was that Mitch Trubisky finally decided he's going to start running again. I think if he carries that forward, Chicago is a little bit undervalued at the moment because their offense has been so dreadful all year. But when he is running, he goes from, you know, a bad quarterback to a serviceable quarterback. Still probably below average, but like his one redeeming quality is that he can move a little bit. So it, it, it's it been weird to me that he hasn't run all season, uh, but I'm glad that that finally came back last week against the Cowboys. And I hope we see it again against the Packers. If that happens, I think that the Bears are the correct side here getting four and a half. But if Trubisky goes back to being a pocket passer for one reason or another, then I think Green Bay ultimately wins in covers. So I will side with the Bears, but it, it's kind of dependent on the Trubisky factor.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think that's like, you, you covered exactly what uh, I wanted to talk about, because yeah, in the past three games, I believe it's been 10, 7, 4 carries for Trubisky, all of those are season highs, with the 4 being tied with one other game early in the season, yeah, and it's exactly what you said, the one redeeming quality about him is not even that he rushes the ball, he is like a, a sneaky good athlete, he's got like a, he's got an 86 percentile 40 yard dash, an 83rd percentile agility score, like he truly is like a, A very good athlete at the quarterback position. Uh, he's like all the, all the stupid things people said about Lamar Jackson being an athlete at the quarterback position. They just meant to say much Trubisky. And if if he's doing that though, then that is a good reason to bet the Bears. Uh, I still think Aaron Rodgers at home only four and a half against uh, a pretty, like you said, a pretty bad Bears offense. I'll probably take Rodgers at home, but, uh, it's, there's too much, uh, too much going for the, too much going for the Bears apparently right now that I'm not, it's not in my five.
1: All right, this is the, the hardest game of the week for me. We've got the Patriots favored by nine and a half on the road against the Bengals. Bengal, uh, the total on this game since at 40 and a half points. So I was ready to come into this podcast and just absolutely throw the dirt on the Patriots. From what I saw last week, they're done. Their offense is no more. Uh, their Uh Their offensive line can't block. Their receivers can't get open. Tom Brady is old. And they have maybe the worst running back core in the league, which is crazy since they literally spent the first round running uh, pick on a running back two years ago. But I think this offense is just dead and buried at this point. And I'm, I'm ready to start fading New England. But now we have this whole scandal situation, right, where the Patriots were taping the Bengals and who knows how that thing is going to play out. Uh, it certainly seems, you know, the Pats are pleading innocence, which big surprise there. They always plead innocence. But I think that this might serve as like a galvanizing effect for them. You know, they might now band together and and go in and obviously Cincinnati isn't very good. So if they get use this as motivation, maybe they blow the doors off of Cincinnati. So ultimately, I'm staying away from this game. But like I said, I, I'm willing to start uh, fading the Patriots moving forward.
2: Uh, yeah, I think I might commence fading the Patriots Patriots as of next week I don't I don't know who they play but um I I just think that the Bengals are one of the worst teams and I mean that they are obviously by the record one of the worst teams in the league they've also been particularly awful to uh, opposing or awful against opposing passers oh, uh, recently, though, Oakland did jump them as now they're only the 31st team in opposing adjust or opposing yards per attempt. And the Patriots have been a bit more pass heavy this season than they were, especially like last year. They're one of the most run heavy teams. So, and I do think, like you said, like if there were ever a narrative that would bring this team together, boy would it be a cheating scandal. So I, I, I kind of like the Patriots here in this spot, but I, I do agree that going forward, as long as they're playing any competent NFL team, I think they'll probably be overrated. Yeah, I, I think that's
1: the move because. There are still going to be people that are hesitant to bury them. I mean, I would imagine. We'll I, see. I we'll we'll agree. see what the betting data looks like. You know, like if all of a sudden the Patriots are only getting like 20% of the betting tickets the next time they play a good team, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. But like, uh, as long as they're still getting some public respect, I'm going to be fine, uh, going against the greatest quarterback slash coaching duo, uh, in league history.
2: Okay, so here's the move. I, I I'm thinking I might put the Patriots in my five this week. They get a lot of uh, get a lot of good press when that bet goes well, and then they get the Bills next week, and the Bills sneak up on them when we bet Bills.
1: All right, that works for me. Let's uh, take a quick break to talk about Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo." We avoided altogether excuses like, I had a long day at work or I bet on Tom Brady who plays for an awful, awful team now against the Kansas City Chiefs. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online survey. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough, tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Once again, that is GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. All right, continuing with the 1 p.m. games, we've got the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. Titans are favored by three points, and the total on this game sits at 50. Uh, You know, that, that seemed high to me for a Tennessee Titans game, but... Don't look now, but Ryan Tannehill is, like, the best quarterback in the league.
2: Dude, he has been so good. He's, like, he's like top two in completion percentage, touchdown percent, like, I think adjusted yards per attempt. Uh, like, just no matter how you cut it, he has been, he, like, by the numbers, he has been a top two quarterback in the NFL. I, I not in my life am I making a bet on this game because I, I think I bet against Tannehill, like, the first two times that he was on the scene— And uh, it did not go well. And I was like, well, after that, like, it's very possible that just like Miami is a place that in the past decade or more, uh, every NFL player has gone to die. And when you get out of there and you're in a competent franchise, I don't even think Titans are that good of a franchise, but he's in a competent franchise surrounded with talented weapons that, yeah, he's better than what we saw. But I'm just I'm just staying away from this game completely.
1: I think the move is you just bet on him now. You know, like, I get that uh, we have some preconceived notions about Ryan Tannehill. Maybe this is just, you know, a Nick Foles type stretch where, uh, you know, somebody plays out of their mind for a couple of weeks. But I just think Tennessee is better than Houston, like at basically every position. Uh, If you look, you know, offensive line, defensive line, uh, like all the important positions in football, Tennessee is better at, with the exception of quarterback. And if Tannehill continues to play the way that he's been playing, they might be better there too. I know that's ridiculous to say, but seriously, go look at Ryan Tannehill's numbers. He's got a, a YPA of like almost ten. He's completing passes at a ridiculous rate. Uh, you know, AJ Brown seems like the real deal at wide receiver. He can make some big plays. I, I just think Tennessee is is good. And I watched a, uh, a documentary last night on like plant based diets, Kyle. I don't know if you're if you're into this stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. But, I, a little insight into my life, because I know that's what you came here for. I don't eat meat, so I actually have a, a very plant-based diet.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Well, anyway, uh, last year, basically the entire Titans defense switched over to a plant-based diet. and they made Oh, the bro, for- I want to bet on them now. They made the playoffs for the first time in 15 years. So, you know, maybe there's a little something to it. Maybe that plant-based defense is going to continue to put the clamps on teams. All right, well, let's get back to things that we can actually uh, talk about with some confidence. But that's Seattle Seahawks. They're favored by six and a half, going into Carolina to take on the Panthers. The total on this game sits at 48 points. So Seattle uh, coming off of a, uh, an embarrassing loss to the Rams. You know, the Rams are a good team. It's not embarrassing that they lost to the Rams. But the manner in which that they were beaten was was kind of embarrassing. And same thing goes for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, All the good vibes that Kyle Allen was generating earlier in the season, those are gone. You know, I I don't think Cam Newton has to worry about not getting his job back if he can come back healthy next year at this point. So what are our thoughts here? Can, uh, you know, Carolina pull out a cover here as a home dog?
2: Yeah, I think they would be my pick here, but I I have very little confidence in this one. It's very, it's uh, kind of uh similar in a lot of ways to the Philly uh Washington game in that I think Seattle I think you've been on this for the past few weeks is just like they've had they've run hot in getting a lot of like uh closer wins and they've looked bad in a lot of spots last week being one of the many I think um yeah I'd probably go with the Panthers here but not with as much confidence as as you talked me into with Washington uh yeah not not awfully interested in this one just because it's very difficult for me to gauge the specifically the Panthers right now I would be curious to see if we get any Will Greer action because of how Kyle Island played in recent weeks
1: yeah I'm uh I'm definitely interested in Carolina I don't think they're gonna be in my five pack but a lot of trends here that fit the Panthers uh first off I talk about this all the time but west coast to east coast team situation with Seattle um And they're favored. You know, It's that's not always a situation I look to fade, but when you have a favorite going west coast to east coast, I think that that is a little bit more of a difficult situation for that team to cover. Uh, Carolina is also setting up to be one of the most contrarian plays of the week, and I love targeting contrarian home underdogs. So if you look at home dogs getting 20% of the bets or less, they have historically covered at a roughly fifty five percent clip that's good for approximately seven percent return on investment so not a not a overwhelmingly positive trend, but definitely enough there that I'm willing to fade Seattle who you know we've kind of have just been talking about how they're overrated all season so those trends plus the Seahawks that's enough for me to side with Carolina. All right, this one's interesting. We've got the Denver Broncos heading into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by nine points, but the spread on this game has kind of been dropping like a rock. This thing opened up at 11 and a half, and the, the books are just getting pounded with Broncos monies right now. Uh 68% of the bets have come in on the Broncos, which is a little bit surprising that the public is so all over them. But the Sharps are definitely on them too, because 90% of the money so far has come in on Denver. So uh Denver is setting up to be a popular team this week. Do we want to go back to the well with Drew Locke? I mean, the Broncos have been very good to me this year. So you know I'm always going to be interested. But... It also feels like an opportunity to take advantage with the Chiefs as a contrarian team, which, like, never happens.
2: Yeah, that's what—when uh, when you said that the Broncos are getting the money and I can get a contrarian Chiefs contrarian Chiefs ticket, that's—I I will be all over that on principle alone. And also, I'm just not entirely sold on Drew Locke. He had one one game that was really, like, his first start, which is it's his first start, of course. Like, it wasn't going to be beautiful, but it was really saved by Cortland Sutton turning into Randy Moss. Not that he's not talented, but, like— he did run super hot that game and last week, yeah, he crushed Houston. So I, I think I'm still going to lean back on my priors of him not being an NFL starting caliber quarterback. Wasn't awfully impressive coming out of college and his, his draft stock really like basically if you're not one of the top like five or so picks, your hit rate as a quarterback is incredibly low. So I, I will I will side with a contrarian chiefs, which I don't think I'll get to say very often.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know that on principle I want to back the Broncos, because I do think that they're a talented team, and what's held them back has been really poor quarterback play. So, if Locke is legit, and that's a big if, where the the Jerry is still very much out on him, maybe that um you know he'll be similar to like Daniel Jones, where the league kind of catches up to him. But I, again, like the money betting percentages, I just can't pass up Kansas City at that opportunity. So I'm with you. I will take the Chiefs. Not going to be in my five pack, but. I will, uh, you know, side, anytime I can go against the public with a really good team, I'm pretty much going to do that. All right, Miami Dolphins heading into New York to take on the Giants. The Giants are favored by three and a half points at home, and the total on this game sits at 46. Uh, The Giants came very close to pulling out the upset last week, kind of collapsed in the fourth quarter, and then never even got to touch the ball in overtime. So what are we doing with the Giants this week, Kyle?
2: Yeah, so I uh I am at this point a I don't want to say a firm believer because we just don't have a large sample on it, but I, I am a believer that uh Eli Manning is probably a a better quarterback just for like how the Giants are going to want to win. Daniel Jones is just turning the ball over at such a crippling rate that uh like both interception rate at 3%, I think he leads the league in fumbles. He's also been sacked on eight percent of his dropbacks, whereas Eli uh very easily fine getting rid of the ball at sacked at 3.3% rate uh like i just think the the game manager style that eli plays although not conducive to winning is not nearly as conducive to losing as daniel jones has been and now miami could potentially be without like they could look like uh philly last week where they're without their entire receiving core devonte parker and albert wilson uh limited practice but they really just need to clear concussion protocol that's what it comes down to not whether they practice or not and um, Alan Hearns also not did not practice at all. I don't know if we'll see him this week. So I think it's it's very interesting that we're not getting a ton of like a wide spread against Miami. They have been better as of late, but I think it's been a largely on the back of Devonte Parker blowing out. If he's not uh, if he doesn't play this week, I don't see how their offense gets anything going. I kind of like the Giants in the spot.
1: Yeah, I think I do too. Um, this is going to be like the farewell game for Eli, right? You know, hope well maybe he'll get get another start or two afterwards. But this is sort of at the Meadowlands, the fans chance to uh, to say goodbye to him. So I think that that's going to be a jacked up crowd. I think they're going to be very happy to, uh, you know, get to watch Eli play one more time. They friggin love that dude. Uh, I mean, he won them two Super Bowls, so I get it. But Giants fans love Eli Manning. So I, I really think that the crowd and the the intensity, the motivation, like I think everything works in the Giants' factor, uh, or in the Giants' favor, I should say, in terms of like the the intangibles. So three and a half, you know, I probably don't feel super comfortable laying that with a team as bad as the Giants, but I do think that their home field is probably going to be worth around three and a half this week. So I'll take the Giants. Um, but again, anytime you're betting on a bad team as a favorite things things could go wrong for you. Let's talk about our friends over at MyBookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? If so, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. And who doesn't want a little extra cash in their wallet for the holiday season? Between football, NBA, college basketball, the NCAA bowl games are starting. It is time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action with MyBookie. If you are going to bet this season, you need to do the smart thing. Head over to MyBookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Just use promo code Rotoviz to activate the offer. Once again, promo code Rotoviz to activate MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit mybookie.ag today, mybookie. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, Sunday at 4 p.m., Jacksonville Jaguars at the Oakland Raiders. Raiders are favored by seven points, and the total here is 45 and a half. It's starting to look like Jacksonville might just be a dumpster fire at this point. What are your thoughts on this game?
2: Yeah, I'd say I'm confident saying Jacksonville is a dumpster fire, like, borderline worst team in the NFL. They have lost by uh, three possessions in five straight games. And uh, I'd probably still take Oakland here at home. Uh, It's a large spread, but Jacksonville, Jacksonville's had no problem losing by more than that to every team they played over the past five weeks. I'm really interested in the total here, uh, 45 and a half total. I know like I, I'm a big offensive proponent, but these defenses have been atrocious So on the season. They've allowed the eighth most and the fourth most points, but I'm interested in the past three weeks. They have allowed the most and second most points respectively, both of them allowing over 38 points per game. Only one team's allowing even over 34. I, I want to say it was Carolina. Just uh, these defenses have both given up and they were not talented in the first place, especially after Ramsey left Jacksonville. So I think the 45.5 total is a particularly low total, and that will be in my five. I'd take Oakland here if, if I had to pick the spread as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. It's not like Oakland's any good either, right? You know, yeah, no, that's, just that's got why th- I'm not
2: nearly as confident. Like I, I know these teams have awful, awful defenses that are not even trying anymore, and I think that's enough to get the, the total. I don't feel great about Oakland. Like you talked about the last spread we talked about, it's tough for me to bet a bad team is a favorite.
1: Yeah, I think just for that reason, I'll take Jacksonville. But you do make a pretty compelling case for the over. So maybe that's the way to, uh, to approach this game. All right, Cleveland Browns favored by two and a half on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. 48 is the total on this game. We've ridden the Cardinals all year, Kyle. Do they have one more in them?
2: I'll say they do have one more in them. Uh, they do have one of the NFL's highest sack players in Chandler Jones and the Browns as of late, uh, especially like we saw a three-game stretch where Baker Mayfield wasn't throwing throwing interceptions. And the past two weeks, he's gotten right back at it, what he's done all season. Uh, two picks last week uh, in a game that it didn't make much of a difference but sealed the game with an interception the week before against Pittsburgh. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll keep riding Arizona. They are also, I think, one of the better teams. ATS, I think like seven, five, and one maybe. So they, they've done well against the spread, even if their record uh, overall record might not show it. I'll take Arizona here, but I don't feel great about them getting into my five as they've looked pretty bad in their past two games.
1: Yeah, I, I think I have a little bit more confidence in the Cardinals than you do. Uh, the Browns are done, right? I, I know that they technically still have a chance to make the playoffs, but they're six and seven. They would need to win out, which includes a remaining game against the Ravens, and they would need to get some help. I just don't see it. Uh, that game against Baltimore is next week, so I think this is also a bit of a look-ahead spot for the Browns. Uh, and I think that the Cardinals, like you said, they, they have been overperforming their record. Like Even though they're 3-9-1, and they're better than that uh, in terms of like their play on the field. So... I think that the Cardinals should be favored in this game. I will gladly take them getting a couple of points. Next up, Atlanta Falcons at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are minus 11, and the total on this game sits at 47.5.
2: Yeah, so this one uh, I find... like. I find it interesting that the Niners are – I believe they are the 25th – or sorry, the Niners are the third best team against the spread, whereas Atlanta is 25th, which is not surprising given that what we were talking about betting over on their win total was probably at eight. Uh, Yeah, and they're not close. So it's not surprising they've been horrible against the spread, and I think the Niners are clearly – I think they're the second best team in the NFL, and you could still argue them – with the Ravens because yeah they went in and covered the spread against Baltimore and I think it was a like it was a very close game it was a last second field goal I believe I totally would be uh, receptive to arguments that they're the best team in the NFL I'd probably bet the Niners but I'm not uh, not gonna bet an eleven point spread almost ever uh, at least as the favorite
1: yeah I think I'm gonna take the Falcons the Niners have the Rams the following week and then they have to go on the road to Seattle it would not shock me if their focus was not on this game. You know, like, especially coming off of a huge emotional win on the road against New Orleans, you know, winning the way that they did. I think this is a clear letdown spot. Atlanta has been awful this year, but they have been better as of late. Uh, They did win last week. We mentioned they beat Carolina by 20 points. So I think the Falcons are the correct side here. I actually like the Falcons a little bit. What I love about this team is that even if it's late, you know, you've got a chance for a backdoor with Matt Ryan. So uh, maybe maybe San Fran does show up, but I think it's unlikely just given the way that the schedule is laid out, given their record and stuff like they now have the clear path to the number one seed in the NFC. And this game is like kind of irrelevant. It's just whether or not they can take care of business against Seattle and against the Rams. So I think that's where their their focus is going to lie, which is why I like the Falcons a little bit. All right, Los Angeles Rams favored by two on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. Total on this game is 49 points. Uh, Rams coming off of a huge win, keeping their, their playoff hopes alive. Dallas, meanwhile, an embarrassing loss to Chicago. What are we doing with this game?
2: uh what we're doing is we should be time traveling i believe depending on your book i don't know what it opened at my bookie but this originally opened dallas minus three and boy did the betters love that if you were betting early in the week so uh, i think at this point i'd still probably take the rams and maybe it's that uh it's like if the rams were still a good bet would you still take them knowing you missed out on all that value you probably should but uh, i just can't bring myself to do it knowing that that this opened dallas favorite at one point uh yeah, I'd probably take the Rams, especially given Cal- the Cowboys' struggles against good teams. I think the, a lot of their wins against the spread and overall have come like beating up bad teams. And whenever Jason Garrett has to actually coach against another successful NFL coach like Sean McVay this week, he has done poorly. So I- I'm probably staying away from this one. Maybe I'd take the Rams. I, I want to get your opinion on this one. I don't have a strong take for it.
1: I'm buying low on the Cowboys, or at least that's what I'm hoping I'm doing. Maybe, maybe it's not rock bottom for them yet, but... I uh, I just think that the 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 hatred of Dallas has gone too far. You know, this Rams team, I get that they've been a little bit better, but they're still not particularly good. And the big the big line move is more of a response of just how Dallas played last week and how LA played last week. And anytime you can fade, you know, sort of like a one week perception of teams, I think it's smart to do it. This is another team that fits into that home underdog that nobody wants to bet on. I mean, the Cowboys are shaping up to be quite possibly the least bet team of the week. Right now they have 12% of the bets coming in on them. And this has been the heaviest bet game of the week as well, which we've tracked, uh, you know, except with the exception of Thursday Night Football. But we've tracked nearly uh, 2,900 bets on this game already. So nobody wants anything to do with the Cowboys, which you know that means I want to be involved with the Cowboys. All right, let's uh, wrap up the afternoon games here. We've got the Vikings favored by three in L.A. against the Chargers. Total on this game sits at 45 points. What are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I think uh, maybe this is just uh, taking a shot at it, but I think the Chargers might be getting a little bit of too much of respect from their drubbing of the Jaguars, who are, I I really think, right now, the way they're playing in contention for the worst team in the league. uh, I just think the Vikings under Kirk Cousins have been one of the more efficient passing attacks uh, they're getting potentially getting back Adam Thielen. I'll take them minus three. I just think they're like wildly a better team than the charges who have been disappointing all season until last week.
1: Yeah, it, this is a tough one for me. This is probably going to be a pass. I do think that this is another, like, you know, you've scheduling uh type spot where the charges are definitely the team. Like if you look at the Vikings, they have that huge showdown with Green Bay looming. So that, uh, I think that's where the majority of their attention is going to be lying, and I think that they could kind of walk into LA and maybe get uh, beat by a team that uh, is, is focused a little bit better for that contest. I mean, we saw a very similar situation happen with Green Bay a couple of weeks ago, where they went into Los Angeles and had easily their worst game of the season. So it wouldn't shock me if we saw a similar type uh, situation play out this week, but I don't want to be in the business of betting on the Chargers to win football games. So I'm not going to do it. I will take them, but I'm not betting on them. All right, Sunday night football. Buffalo Bills at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are favored by one and a half points. Total on this game is just 37. I believe that is the lowest of the week, which makes sense when you consider that these are two of the better defensive teams in football. So do you see an edge in this contest?
2: Uh, I I would I don't think uh, compared to this won't be in my five so clearly I don't see a massive edge I I guess maybe I'd take Pittsburgh I think Devlin Hodges has been like I think it's like we talked about with Drew Locke where you don't have to be that good to be an improvement over for him it was Brandon Allen and Joe Flacco you didn't have to be very good to be an improvement over Mason Rudolph and and Hodges has been legitimately good he's got over an eight AYA he's got uh, like a a five percent touchdown rate and completing 70 percent of his passes like, he has been good in uh, three starts plus uh, a little bit of extra work in, in two other games. So, I think uh, that's probably maybe not priced into them, but I just think this game is, it's very difficult for me to make a pick, especially with the Bills, which we've been doubting all season. One of the best teams against the spread. Like, it's hard to keep uh, doubting Buffalo now that they're 8 4 1 against the spread. That is uh, the third best record. So, I'll stay away from this game. I think I've got my five locked in.
1: Yeah. I'm uh, I'm backing Pittsburgh. They're going to be in my five pack this week. This is one okay. of my favorite bets. Maybe I am continuing to just sleep on how good Buffalo is, but just all of the factors that I like to look at from a handicapping perspective point to the Steelers. So, for starters, Buffalo has that huge showdown with New England next week. Secondly, the public is all over the Buffalo Bills right now. 76% of the bets, 75% of the money. So I think everybody is kind of starting to become aware that Buffalo is is a, a solid team, but I don't think people realize that Pittsburgh might be just as good as them. You know, like defensively, Pittsburgh has been excellent. And I agree that Hodges has been uh, much better than Mason Rudolph, a.k.a. Captain Checkdown. So... Like anything that that he gives the Steelers, that isn't you know a three-yard dump off to their running backs, is an improvement over what they've been getting from Mason Rudolph. And speaking of their running backs, the Steelers will likely be getting healthier this week. Juju Smith Schuster expected to return, as is James Connor. So Pittsburgh is kind of starting to go, uh, you know, get to full strength here. Obviously, Big Ben is still hurt, but I I think that Pittsburgh is a nice play here when you add up all the factors that are working in their favor. All right, Monday Night Football. Indianapolis Colts head into New Orleans to take on the Saints. Saints are favored by 9.5 points, and 46 is the total. Uh, New Orleans, I'm not sure what their state of mind is going to be after that loss on last week to the uh, the 49ers. Obviously, their, their playoff positioning and stuff is still very good, but that can potentially be a deflating type of loss. So, what are you uh, what are you looking at with this contest?
2: Uh, I have been an ardent doubter of Jacob Brissett, and after the first like five or six after the first six weeks like in the past uh one two three four five six six or seven weeks he's thrown four touchdowns and two of those came against tampa bay like it's it's the worst passing defense in the league by a particularly wide margin so i think he's come back down to earth and i don't see them going into new orleans and putting up many points at all so uh, like i said it's very difficult for me to back uh, a favorite of nearly 10 points so i won't have them in my five but uh, I'm just, uh, I'm going to continue doubting this offense as long as they're not playing Tampa Bay, the the Colts, that is.
1: Yeah, I have a rule, and that is you don't bet against Drew Brees in prime time in the Dome. So I'm not going to do it. And really, that's where my analysis of this game stops. Like, I think that uh, I just don't have any interest in betting against Drew Brees in that situation. So I'm not going to do it. I won't bet on them. I do think that 9.5 is probably more than I'm willing to lay, but I'm, I'm certainly not going to bet against him. All right, let's wrap this thing up with Thursday Night Football. We've got the Jets. They're taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by 16 points. 45 is the total. The big question mark here is obviously, what do we get from Lamar Jackson? Uh, he has already said He's going to play. This line certainly indicates that he's going to play, but are you expecting him to play uh, the full game and be, you know, vintage Lamar Jackson doing all of the things that have made him the MVP front runner? or are we going to get a watered-down version of Lamar, or are we going to get... You know, like a, a a first half type of performance, try and build a lead, and then pull them. Like, what are your thoughts on this game? Because I think that situation does make it kind of difficult to handicap.
2: Um, so I would say uh one, I wouldn't be worried about pulling him because they have only pulled him when they are true when they are well beyond the bounds of covering any spread. So I wouldn't be worried that if he gets pulled, that that's like a, a danger to you handicapping this game. I I'd be a bit more concerned that his rushing production is like hampered a bit, just because uh they could get up a decent amount and just not uh not have to play him that way as much as pull him anyways. So I think uh like I just Sixteen is so much for any NFL team to not cover and even as good as Baltimore has been their average margin of victory is only uh it's only fourteen point nine it's not like they're this is typical for them so I, I would bet the jets here if if you made me but I'm not in the business of betting against Baltimore
1: yeah i I do think that the Jets are okay you know like I don't think that they're in the same tier as like Cincinnati or Jacksonville or you know I guess maybe we can start putting Oakland in there now but I think the Jets are a step up from those teams. So I think that they're the correct side as well, especially when you factor in all the stuff I mentioned. Like, I know that they've been, you know, pretty much letting Lamar do his thing all year, but it's different when you get into the latter portion of the season. Like, they pretty much have the number one seed in the AFC comfortably in hand. Uh, you know, they have a lead on, on both the Patriots and the Chiefs. So, I think it would be I'm not I'm not saying that they're going to exercise caution with him but I could see a situation where it happens. And with that in mind I do think that that, you know, further pushes me onto the Jet side of this. So, uh 16 I think is just too many points. All right, let's wrap this show up with our My5 presented by MyBookie. We talked about it at the beginning of the show but both of us were 2-2 two, two, and 1 last week. Uh, that brings my record on the season to 37-26-2. Kyle, you are 35-29-1. So just a three and a half game difference in the standings between the two of us. And both of us are both comfortably over 500 at this point. So uh, let's see if we can keep things going this week. My picks are going to be the Steelers minus one and a half. I think that might be my favorite pick of the week. I don't. I don't have like a super confident play, but... That might be my favorite. I'm taking Arizona plus two and a half. I'm taking Washington plus five. I'm taking Dallas plus two. I already know I'm going to regret it. Uh, I already see myself losing that pick. But I do think that just all the things that that I talked about when we were breaking that down that game, I think that pushes me in the direction of Dallas. I'm going to wait it out and hope to get a full three pop on that game. But even if it stays at two, I would be, I would feel uh, pretty comfortable taking them at that number. And then I am going to take the best quarterback in the league as a three-point home favorite, Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans.
2: All right, I don't think we have. I guess we still have two game overlap. But last week it was three, so a, a bit of a chance for maybe me to pull a game within a game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Pats minus nine and a half, and I, I am just fully ready for a Tom Brady dust game and me to lose that one. Washington plus five. I think that's uh, the fact that we have both of the both of us have that. I like that bet a lot. Jacksonville versus Oakland. I think my favorite bet of the week over forty five and a half. That is and then uh, Giants minus 3.5, and, and finally with you as well on Arizona plus 2.5. I wasn't super confident, but you talked me into that, and really I'd be a fraud if I didn't back uh, Kyler Murray. Got it. You got to
1: stick to the brand, Kyle. All right, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Laying the Points for Kyle, You can, who you can find on Twitter, at Kyle Tweets here. I'm Matt LaMarca, at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in.